When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. I'm going to try and lean a little closer to the camera. I know a lot of people were complaining that they could barely hear my voice even when they turned the volume all the way up. So I'm going to try and talk a little louder and get a little closer to the to the, to the the mic. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Cantillon and this Cantillon effect. And now a lot of people, when I put that video out, they really started to relate to the video as far as being able to see the effects from this, this Cantillion effect in their own like areas, in their own economies. And now a lot of people kind of want to take this Cantillion effect or the Cantillon effect and apply it to the whole nation as a whole, right? As, as, a, as a single event taking place. But really it's much different than that. It brings it down to a much more micro environment, especially when it comes to like new money coming into a particular area. And now a lot of people kind of think of like when I started talking about the the Cantillion effect or this Cantillon effect a lot of people started kind of talking about gentrification and saying like well you know new people move in and then drive the old you know lesser incomes out and now that really does take place but that's more of a symptom of the Cantillon effect as opposed to the Cantillon effect itself now if you're not familiar with Cantillion effect or the Cantillon effect Pretty much when you listen to most economists, they say that this is when new money comes into the system. The people who have access to that money first get to spend it at face value. But then as it enters into the system, it starts driving up the prices. So the people at the very end of the line, the people who have last access to the money, they're the ones who suffer the most from it. They're the ones who have to pay the higher price, but their wages haven't gone up. So now this was like, if you talk to most economists, this is basically where they leave it, that this is the Cantillion effect or the Cantillon effect. But he went much deeper than that. And he started talking about the real effects of this in a longer term. And that what ends up happening is, is that as people get this new money and they want to spend that money, they don't want to pay double the price. Like they don't want to pay any more. They want to keep the same prices but they want to take advantage of this new income that they have or this new money that they got coming in. So what ends up happening is, is as the prices move up, they start seeking out foreign trade to try and compensate for the higher prices. They're trying to bring in something that's going to be more competitive or a cheaper price or just not having to spend that higher wage or that higher price considering that they just got this new money in. Does that kind of make sense? Like, you know, just because they have the new money doesn't mean that they're willing to pay a higher price for it or for the items. So as the foreign trade begins to come in, it starts competing with the domestic manufacturing, which starts driving out the manufacturing locally as more foreign trade begins to come in. Now, if you keep going, eventually what Cantillon says is that this will eventually drive out all the inhabitants Everything will be relying on foreign trade coming in and everybody will end up in poverty. This is this is what he was saying. And he gave many examples of this from, you know, 
Roman empires to, you know, all kinds of places in Europe that had suffered through this kind of, kind of effect, you know, this thing that's taken place as far as the new money coming in, bringing in foreign trade and driving out domestic manufacturing. But he also talks about how it drives out the inhabitants, which makes a lot of sense because as the prices of everything moves up, the inhabitants that live there currently won't be able to make their, won't be able to afford it, their life anymore. They're like their cost of living has gone up and now they don't have this higher standing of living or their standard of living is dropping. And that becomes very frustrating for them and they end up leaving the area. So now you wonder why it is that you can't find people to drive trucks and you can't find people to work the restaurants and you can't find people to do the jobs that you typically would have plenty of people stepping up to, to do. Well, the problem with it is, is that if you don't, don't move into a higher paying job, then your standard of life ends up dropping because of the cost increases. So this is why you're probably not seeing all these jobs being filled. It's because they simply aren't effective enough to, to provide a standard of living. Now you think about it. If you, like, I just kind of look at my local area. I look at Portland. Now, when I was a kid, Portland was a beautiful city. It was a really nice place to go to. And people really enjoyed going to Portland. I mean, it was like, you know, it was a nice destination to go to. But here it is 20 years later, and I mean, I don't mean to badmouth Portland or Seattle or LA or any of these major cities on the West Coast, but they're turning into the shitholes. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. There's blue flapping tarps on every fence. There's tents and garbage and homelessness and graffiti and just drugs. And I mean, it's just horrible. It's, it's like not a pleasant place to be. Now, I have to say, I am a bit of a hermit, you know, and I mean, I have admitted that many times. I haven't been on a plane for 15 years until I went down to Houston the other day or a couple of weeks ago. And I was amazed. Like, we're going into Houston. I'm looking at the cabbie, and I said, what's going on here, man? Where's all the Where's all the graffiti? Where's all the garbage? Where's all the tents? Where's all the, the homelessness and, and drugs? And he was like, oh, well, you have to go. You know, and I'm like, no, man. You know, back home, every single on-ramp, every single overpass, every single place that you look, there's garbage and graffiti and just boarded up windows. It looks like hell. So I got to thinking, well, what happened? How come, like, you know, people say, oh, it's politics. Yeah, it's who you voted for. Well, okay, that's true. I mean, there is politics have a lot to do with it, but it's not the politics that are doing it. It's the people who are voting it in. And it's not even so much what they're voting for. It's how they're spending their money. That's the big key. That's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that when you have like a situation where like for for like Portland, where you have people who have sold their house, say, down in L.A. for one and a half million dollars and then they come up to Portland, they buy a half a million dollar homes and now they got a million dollars to spend here. And as they spend their million dollars, they think, you know, I used to have some really nice things back home. I would really like those really nice things here now. And so they start driving up the cost of living, bringing in the new things that they really enjoyed from before. And these things are expensive. And what ends up happening is, is that the people who had a normal life, going to work, 
being able to afford an apartment, well, they can't afford to live there anymore off their normal jobs. So they either have to leave the area or move into their car or even worse, into a tent. And so now you look out there and you see all these people who are completely frustrated with life. That even if they had a normal job, they can't make ends meet anyway. And this is the condition, this is the environment that they now live in. You see, it's not so much of like a political movement that is causing it to happen. People vote with their money. And when they vote with their money and they try to increase their luxuries and their comfort that they have, what they're doing is making it more expensive to live there. And it drives out the inhabitants that used to work for a living. You see what's happened here? It doesn't matter who you vote for. It's a matter of how you spend your money. And now I'm not saying that you should deny yourself the comforts of life. I mean, if you earn the money, you should enjoy it. The only thing that you should remember is that as you try to increase the comforts of your life, you're going to drive out the inhabitants that are there to try and do the service jobs, to try and do the manufacturing jobs, to try and provide a way of life for themselves is no longer available to them because of the cost of increases from all the money being spent. Go read Cantillon's essay. Go read the increase and decrease of money and go and think about some of the things that you see when you go into Seattle or Portland or LA. Think about all the homelessness and the garbage and the frustration and the cost of living that is almost impossible for an average person to, to, to cope with. See, this is, the, this is the real reason that you're starting to see, like, the separation in classes. It's a, it, it's a wedge of inequality. And what side of the wedge are you going to end up being on? I mean, I think about myself. I have an average job. I work at a lumberyard, a hardware store. My wife, she works at a co-op. We do not make tons of money. We have average jobs. And right now, if it wasn't for the fact that I have a YouTube channel, I would have had to leave my area. I would have been forced out. Because an average job just can't do it anymore. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.